Welcome to the On My Own Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Ash. Each week, you can follow me on my journey to become independent and hear amazing interviews with experts on health, productivity, and entrepreneurship. I'm 18 and am passionate about wellness and living a fulfilling life. I'm so excited to bring you along as I struggle, thrive, and learn from experiences I have when I'm on my own. Hi guys, and welcome back to the On My Own podcast. Today I have Kayla on from Be Well by Kayla, and we are going to be talking about all things hormonal health. So let's get right into it. Kayla, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi guys, so my name is Kayla. I'm from Montreal, Quebec, and my Instagram handle is Be Well with Kayla. So I'm a holistic health and nutrition coach. I graduated from IAN over the last couple of months, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. I'm also 22 years old, just to introduce myself. <laughs> wow, that's really awesome. Um, IAN is so cool. My mom did it. Uh, really? Yeah, she she did it, and she knows the founders, actually, but I'm doing precision nutrition right now. Very cool. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing I want to delve into is just your thoughts on having a regular eating schedule and being consistent with your meals and also how you structure your meals. So this podcast, most of the listeners are college age girls and a lot of them tend to, you know, drink their iced coffee and not eat. (laughs) So I would love to hear your thoughts on like why that's so important and also how you structure those meals throughout your day. So basically, eating three meals a day is obviously essential to health, but I just feel like having three meals a day has like a bad rap in general because um, people think that it's not optimal for weight loss, it's not optimal for maintaining, you know, like a slim or um, leaner body. And as you were saying, like many of your listeners are college students and Uh, I technically just finished college and I should still be in college if I was from the States, but I'm from Canada. So we finished a little earlier because we don't have grade 12 anyways, but um, I'm around that same same age too. And I totally relate on the whole um, skipping meals every day and just having coffee as a meal, you know, but I think it's super important because you only see the disadvantages of skipping meals once you start doing it for a long period of time. So I was someone who was chronically dieting for a really long time because I was like super insecure about my weight. I've always been naturally uh, slim, but then in college I actually had gained a lot of weight. I had gained about like 20 pounds and I was super in denial about it at first, but then like at one point I had gone super cold turkey and just wanted to lose all the weight. So I started dieting and skipping meals and practicing things like intermittent fasting and food combining and I was diet cycling basically with all these different methods and basically I realized that I wasn't feeling well even though maybe I looked a bit better I really wasn't feeling well and uh, then I had gotten leaky gut from all the dieting and all the neglecting of my body and my naturopath and dietitian had suggested to me to eat three meals a day so I started doing it and um I saw extreme benefits from it. I noticed a complete different change in my digestion, change in my mood, and it's really the solution to a long-term weight loss three meals a day because scientifically it's what a human needs. And also uh, just to thrive, it just makes so much more sense. You know, like sometimes 
uh, someone will ask themselves like, hey, like, why don't I feel good? Like, why do I feel dizzy? And then they'll be eating an avocado toast in the morning with a coffee. And we, we tend to not realize that avocado toast is not really a meal. It's a snack. Unless you have all four food, food groups, it's really not a meal. You know, you have to have the protein in there. Obviously, you have the fat from the avocado. You have to have the carbohydrates. You've got to have the fiber. So um, I'm really big on four food groups in every meal and that's what allows my body to thrive and I've seen the same results with my clients yeah for sure I tried food combining way back when it's impossible for me to do (laughs) I know I'm an endurance Mm -hmm. athlete and like I can't be doing that kind of thing but yeah it I don't really understand how people feel good on it because it's really not how we're meant to be structuring our food and at least for me, it made my blood sugar like really weird and it makes you feel shaky, um, mm-hmm. especially just eating plain fruit in the morning. And then if you yeah. go something, you come back feeling like you're going to die. Yeah. So <laughs> I love how you promote eating multiple food groups because that's, that's critical. It sounds really basic, but it's really important for sure. Yeah, for sure. And, um, it's exactly like it sounds it sounds basic but we don't actually do it you know like even if you're eating three times a day doesn't mean you're having three meals you know and like we live in a generation now where like social media has taken over the world and we're constantly comparing ourselves to others and like what other people are eating and i think like influencer culture and just like blogger culture has led people to believe that them too should be practicing the same methods you know like i remember when food combining was all the craze and um, we tend to just see the highlights and not actually see what the person on the other side of the screen is going through. But like, who knows if the person behind the camera is feeling dizzy from food combining or not, you know? Like, or their blood sugar is so high or so low that they can't function. Like, all we see is like a beautiful picture. So I think that that is like really what causes people to like experiment with these different methods and like differ from what we were taught when we were younger, you know? like eggs in the morning with toast, like three meals a day, like three balanced meals, you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. So uh, something that's pretty prevalent on your account is your morning smoothies. So I know Mm -hmm. that you categorize them a little differently depending on what you put inside of them. So can you just talk about why you have smoothies in the morning consistently and how your types of smoothies differ? For sure. So I have two types of smoothies. And I discovered this method like through the, throughout the summer when I was, uh, well, I've been doing it for over a year now, but I started doing it very consistently throughout the summer. So I have two types. I have morning blends and breakfast smoothies. So the morning blend is not a complete breakfast. The morning blend is just um, the vegetables and fruit and uh, superfoods and coconut water. That's basically what's in my morning blend. And my favorite recipe, which is also in my ebook, is like pineapple, one date, banana, spinach, a cucumber, uh, maybe some ginger, and I'll throw in, um, I think I said mango and banana, (laughs) and then I'll throw in like cinnamon, like things like that. Um, But it's not a meal. It's just a smoothie that allows my digestion to really happen in the morning. Like I'll notice that like once I have this smoothie, like my tummy is flat, like I feel amazing. But then within the hour, I have to follow up with my second breakfast since my blood sugar will spike from, from the fruit. And I write about that in the food and the book of health, my newest ebook. And I write about having fruit in the morning and how, yes, like having fruit in the morning is great. And like, 
everybody is different. Like everybody responds differently to things. But I personally find that when I only have um, those food groups in the morning and not rather than a full meal, my blood sugar will spike and I'll tend to feel drowsy if I don't follow up with my full meal. So I'll have my morning blend and then I'll have my full breakfast, which is usually like an avocado toast with two eggs, hemp seeds. I'll also like chop up some spinach and put it on my toast to make it super balanced. And um, that's pretty much it for the morning blend. And then if I have a breakfast smoothie, which is usually um, when I'm craving it or like after doing a heavier workout, I'll have all four food groups, the fat, the, car uh, the carbs, the fiber, and the protein. And I'll be putting a protein powder in my smoothie. So those are my two options in my ebook. And the reason why I give two options is because I've purchased so many books and I've purchased so much advice from people that are trying to sell like one specific method. But my message is like, try and try my methods, both of them and see what works for you. Like if you're someone who responds better to a morning blend, then do the morning blend. And if you're someone who responds better to a breakfast smoothie, like respond to the breakfast smoothie and just do it every morning, you know? So I want to give people choices because I find that the wellness industry is very like, um, one size fits all and I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So if someone's vegan and I'm personally like, I don't really eat eggs very often. Yeah. Um, so how could someone like add protein to something like an avocado toast without eggs? Uh, well, you could add, um, superfoods things like hemp seeds, chia seeds. But then again, you'd have to be adding them in large amounts because uh, two tablespoons of hemp seeds only has about six or seven grams of protein, which is not a complete meal. I always recommend 10 grams, 10 to 12 grams, 10 to 12 grams per meal to complete the meal in terms of protein. Um, but you could choose a bread that has protein in it. Um, and to be honest, I've never been vegan. So um, I definitely do... Uh, know about veganism and plant-based eating because I, I, I guess I'm pretty much plant-based, but um, I don't know like everything about veganism in terms of like what the choices are for food. You know, like I know so much like scientific information about veganism, but I don't know how to grocery shop necessarily for someone who is vegan because I'm not, you know, um, but like you could use nutritional yeast, you could use superfoods. Like those would be my biggest suggestions in terms of someone who's vegan on how to complete the meal yeah those are great so um one thing is that like if you're looking at your bread i know that gluten-free is like a big craze out there but if you are not like super gluten intolerant um and you're looking to get more protein in a bread ezekiel bread actually has mm -hmm. 10 grams of protein in like it's, it's fantastic it's yeah. awesome so yeah. i love food for life I love them too. Yeah, they're awesome. So I was going to say before this, like over here in New York, but you're in Canada, actually. Mm -hmm. So it gets cold. Um, so do you ever struggle with like having your smoothie when it's cold outside? Or do oh, you fancy do? It's so funny you say that because I've been getting so many comments on how like um, people only make smoothies in the summer or in the spring. Like and you know what? Like, I totally respect that because our bodies respond to the seasons and everyone is bio-individual. So if a smoothie doesn't resonate with you and it's not serving you in the winter, I wouldn't suggest having one. You don't have to have one. And you could still be practicing my method and not having a smoothie. 
you know, like I personally respond well to smoothies, even in the winter and I enjoy them, you know, like they make me feel fresh in the morning and I don't really crave that like comfort warmed food. I don't know why, maybe one day it'll change, but I do offer like 10 breakfast choices in my ebook and I offer them to all of my clients too. Um, it's really not a one size fits all. Like if my client tells me like, Hey Kayla, like I really don't like smoothies, which has happened before. I'll tell them, I'll be like, no problem. We don't have to make smoothies. Like you can make like um, a quinoa bowl in the morning and you could actually put some greens in there. You can make oats, chia pudding, like the options are endless. You know, like I'm a, a firm believer in like finding your own method and like really finding what works for you and not forcing yourself. Like it's very normal if someone doesn't, doesn't like a smoothie in the winter. And also um, for people who have digestion problems, I wouldn't even recommend um, a smoothie a day. Like for someone who has IBS or IBD, I don't recommend to them having a smoothie every morning because that coldness could actually shock the liver and cause even further issues for these people who have had like these digestion issues. And I talk about that a little bit in my ebook in the um, the bloating section. So it's really bio-individual. If you don't feel like having a smoothie or you can have it because of a condition that you are dealing with, and that's absolutely fine. You could just go for a regular breakfast. Yeah, that's a really great point with the IVS thing. Mm -hmm. And also I find that if your smoothies are too complicated, like a lot of people like to put a billion things into a smoothie. Uh -huh. Yeah. If you're not, if like if you wouldn't be able to sit down and eat those ingredients separately, like obviously you wouldn't because yeah. it's kind of like gross. But if you theoretically like wouldn't sit down and have like those 12 ingredients or something in a meal, then why are you blending it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it can really hurt your digestion. So if you're putting like the entire kitchen freezer into your yeah. Food, yeah, people are like radical blenders. <laughs> yeah. So I want to kind of close up here with just your top three suggestions for someone who's wanting to get into a healthy style, uh, lifestyle in your method, because there's so many different things you can do out there, but I really love your approach. So what are the top three things you would say? You. So top three things for someone who wants to start a health journey? Yeah, like specifically for your style of health. For sure. Okay, so first of all, if you're one, if you want to start a health journey and you're listening right now, my first tip to you would be to cut out all processed foods out of your diet. And by processed, I mean um, everything in the aisles. Like sometimes I'll notice that when I'm making my meals, I literally don't use anything packaged. Like I really don't. I just buy most of my groceries in the produce section. And then I only really hit the aisles for things like gluten-free pasta or like bread and almond milk, you know? And a lot, of, a lot of stuff can be made at home, like even butters and even your oat milk or almond milk that you use could also be made at home. So I would suggest really going back to basics and really evaluating how much packaged stuff you purchase, even though it's labeled as healthy, you know? So that was one thing that I really noticed when I started my wellness journey. Um, and that tip of, of advice could have really helped me. And um, like things like uh, cereals and granolas, like you don't need those, you know, you can make them at home and it's really hard to be starting a wellness journey and to be checking all the ingredient labels. So my biggest tip to you would be to just really simplify your routine and just not buy anything 
package as much as you can. Uh, second of all would be 30 minutes of movement per day. And 30 minutes of movement per day is not only good for your body in terms of wellness of a wellness journey, but it's really good for your mind. And I would really recommend finding a fitness method that works for you. You know, like I had a lot of trial and error in my the last four years of my wellness journey and I tried so many different workouts and I finally realized that Pilates is what suits me the best. I really think of it as a uh, practice and not a workout. You know, like it really makes me feel good. If I don't get, if I don't get it in, I have a bad day. Mm -hmm. So finding a practice that really is therapeutic for you and makes you excited to move. And then weight loss will be a symptom, not necessarily like your purpose, you know? And then lastly, my third tip to anyone starting a wellness journey would be to really think for yourself and not compare yourself to anyone else. Because when you're trying to change yourself or you're trying to better yourself, you'll often compare it to people that are trying to do the same thing as you and you'll never be the person next door, you know? So if the person next door is waking up every morning, working out at the crack of dawn and having a smoothie, good for them. But maybe that's just not your ritual. You know, so you really have to just keep your mind to yourself and really think of you and not compare yourself to anyone because that will actually delay your wellness journey uh, by a lot. So just be selfish, think for yourself and put yourself first. And those are my tips. Yeah, I love that. So <laughs> before we close up here, I just do have one other question. Of course, yeah. Um, that first tip, not buying things processed is really great. That's something I need to work on because <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so expensive also like to just be grabbing all these things, even though it's more, yeah. But what are your thoughts on like protein powder? Because I know that's mm -hmm. definitely processed and depending on the kind, it can be very, very processed. So okay. what are your thoughts on that? My thoughts on protein powder. Um, I think that protein powder is great. Um, and for someone who is vegan, Protein powder is an amazing source, you know, but I often get clients and, you know, I could talk about this all day because like, I'm so passionate about this topic. Um, but I often get clients who are vegetarian, who are vegan and who are living these lifestyles. And I always ask someone, I always say, why are you vegan? When they tell me I'm vegan, when they say that they're vegan. And, um, I always ask them why. And I also ask them why they're vegetarian. And oftentimes I'll get an answer like, yeah, well, first I started out for the animals, but then it, it led into me kind of just being turned off by meat in general because meat causes inflammation. And I say, okay, like meat causes inflammation. But um, then I always like challenge their thought and I say, so why, why are you here? Why are you coming to me to lose weight if you're vegan and apparently you haven't consumed meat and meat causes inflammation? Obviously something else in your body is causing the inflammation. So then they kind of have a moment with themselves and they're like, oh, okay, right. And then I usually tell them, I say, you know, like oftentimes when you're vegan, you have to supplement for the lack of animal protein. So you put in protein powder, you put in superfoods, which I, I love superfoods, natural sources, literally superhero foods. Um, but protein powder often has things like pea protein, rice protein, um, any other sources of protein that are, could be bloating, you know? And I personally find that proteins derived from legumes personally really do bloat me. If I have a pea protein on a daily basis, I will become bloated, I will become constipated, and I will become inflamed because it's just not natural to me. My body doesn't respond well to it. And I've seen that before because I've ha I have tried to be 
more plant-based in the past and I use protein powder every day and it caused severe inflammation. So I would definitely tell someone that if they're completely against reincorporating um, animal protein in their life to find a protein powder that works for them. If you're putting a protein powder in your smoothie every morning and you're wondering why you have a chronic bloat or you can't go to the bathroom, you're only going like two to three times a week rather than once a day minimum, uh, I would ask you to check on your, uh, your protein powder and evaluate the source. And also when you turn the label over, pro the protein source has to be the first ingredient, you know? So um, that's a big tip. And you have to always look at the ingredients. Like there's so many protein powders out there that are marketed as healthy, but they have gums, they have uh, strange chemicals in them that we have to pronounce or read. So um, that's what I would suggest to someone who is plant-based. And I don't think protein powder is bad. I just think that you have to find your source that works for you. And I don't think you should rely on it as a human. You know, I think that if you're open to reincorporating animal products into your diet, that's amazing. Um, but if you're not, then go with a protein powder, which is absolutely fine, but just make sure you're finding the right source of protein. Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And on the same note, like whey protein and casein mm -hmm. protein, I would really personally really steer clear of those, especially because yeah. people can't consume dairy. So if um, you're not able to consume like a, a legume based protein, maybe look into rice protein or something like that. Yeah, but I yeah. Would, rice protein is a good like, source. Yeah, I would avoid like soy based or um, uh, like whey proteins. Yeah, and also for people who like simply just don't like the thought of chewing meat, there's also um, animal based proteins. Like, I don't know if you know her, but uh, Be Well with Kelly, Be Well by Kelly like Kelly Levesque. Um, she's a nutritionist, celebrity health coach. She's fantastic. And I love her method. And she just released a um, grass-fed animal protein, you know? And uh, some people just, the thought of chewing animal protein is disgusting, which I totally respect. So maybe just like evaluating a different source if you're open to consuming an, an animal protein powder. I don't know personally, I don't use animal protein powder. I would use vegan, but everyone's different. So it's all about finding what works for you. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's a great note to close on. So where can the listeners find you if they want to work with you and look more into the work? Okay, so uh, you can always follow me on Be Well Kayla on Instagram. And if ever you want to work with me, you could head to my website. I have a join the waitlist section where my clients actually are hopping on a waitlist now because I'm not I'm trying to only take a few clients because I really want to work one on one personally with my clients. I want to really like know about all their goals and have a very personal relationship with them because I feel like nutrition is more, it's not like a mass market type of thing. It's very like personal. So right now, um, if you want to be a client, you could join my waitlist, but you could also always DM me for free. And if you want to know more about my method, you could also purchase my ebook called the book of health, which is my newest release and has an abundance of information. It's 95 pages long and it's great. So, um, yeah. And you could message me or email me at any time. Yes, I can confirm the ebook's great. Um, even if <laughs> Thank you. most of the recipes apply, except for the dinners don't really, but you can. Yeah, the dinners, yeah. The dinners are, have some protein in them, yeah. Yeah, but it's still really helpful. So I definitely suggest it. And thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's so great. 
Thank you so much for listening to the On My Own podcast. I hope this episode was helpful for you. If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure to leave a rating and a review on the iTunes app. It really helps the podcast grow. It helps us get recommended so that we can get more guests on the podcast. If you have any specific episode requests or if you have guest requests or even if you would like to be on the podcast yourself and you have an interesting story you'd like to share, please DM me at the On My Own Podcast Instagram page, which is at On My Own Pod. If you'd like to follow Sasha's Plate, my personal health and wellness Instagram, you can do that at sashas.plate. And for blog posts and for the show notes of this episode in more detail, go to Simply Sasha, S I M P L Y. S-A-C-I-A dot com where you can find blog posts, recipes, and all the episode show notes. Thank you guys again so much for watching and I will be in your ears next episode.